other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. We're going to talk space and all things related to the sky with Dr. Sky. In just a minute, if you have any space-related questions, start queuing up early because we only have five phone lines now. And uh, if you have a question, you're going to want to try and phone in early. 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. I want to begin this program with something of a public service announcement. I always leave extra time coming to work, thank goodness, because I have a lot of work to do when I get here, but I was much later coming to work last night than I would have expected, because as I came off the FDR drive onto 42nd Street, before I could make the right turn onto the street that I make the right turn onto, traffic was stopped. Traffic was stopped because in the left lane, a car had run out of gas. It had broken down and run out of gas. No exaggeration. It created a 15 to 20 minute delay because of the unique spot that it broke down in. Unfortunately, I have been in this position not once, not twice, but thrice. And was it thrice? Yeah, thrice. And once was in the Lincoln Tunnel. Quite unpleasant. I really have to encourage you. Don't be like Kramer in that Seinfeld episode. As soon as you get to a quarter tank, my advice to you is fill up. If you're like Joe Biden's friend Joey Danko and you can't afford to fill up, put whatever you can afford to put into your gas tank. I've been in that position multiple times. The other thing that I really want to encourage you to remember is in order to save time when this sort of emergency does happen, have a gas can in your trunk. I have a gas can in my trunk just in case you get stuck and you have to go to a gas station and fill it with something. Trust me, it's one of those things, hopefully you never need it, but it's an insurance policy. Costs very little and it buys you a whole lot of peace of mind. And think of all the people that won't be late for their radio shows if you take my advice. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Moreno. Well, we are entering into a scary time for some school students, particularly of the elementary variety. We are about to enter the parent-teacher conference season. My neighbor, who's a principal is working late tomorrow because of parent-teacher conferences. A lot of parents that I know are gearing up over the next week or two to make appointments with their children's teacher for parent-teacher conferences. I never really feared parent-teacher conferences because even at different points in my academic career when I wasn't doing too well, fourth grade, seventh grade, my teachers always liked me and they always said good things to my parents about me. So parent-teacher conferences, even when I was struggling, they turned out to be a pretty good experience for, for me. But one of the things that I was somewhat disturbed by was the education reporting website Chalkbeat says that participation in parent-teacher conference was down 40% last year compared with the most recent school year before the pandemic. And they say the introduction of remote conferencing 
may be to blame. And many parents don't know there's an option to request an in-person conference if they prefer. So that is why I'm mentioning this. If you are the parent or a grandparent of a school student, you do have the option of in-person parent-teacher conferences. I know I am not terribly comfortable with all these Zoom meetings. I serve on Community Board 3 on Staten Island, and our meetings are still being done by Zoom. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. I am all for in-person meetings. If you're like that and you have a child that's in school and you want an in-person meeting, ask for one. Don't let the fact that these meetings are being done remotely hinder you from having a meeting with your child's teacher. That's my advice anyway, and that's what I would do. So good luck to all the students listening who may be fearing the results of a teacher-parent meeting. And if you're a parent of a student who's struggling, good luck to you. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I mentioned yesterday that what has been leaked by the FBI or the Department of Justice, and shame on them for engaging in this sort of leaking, to both the New York Times and the New York Post regarding the Eric Adams scandal is not that big of a deal. What he is basically accused of doing is his job. Now, as shocking as it might be for any politician to actually do his job, there's nothing wrong with a borough president or a mayor-elect reaching out to city agencies on behalf of a constituency group. That's what we want people to do. And Mayor Adams made a similar point when he addressed this yesterday. But this is what elected officials, what we do. Um, when the constituency reaches out to us for assistance to another agency, we reach out to the agency. I don't think there's an elected official in the city, like many of them uh, reached out to me and said, Eric, this is what we do every day. You know, you reach out to an agency and ask them to look into a matter. Shortly after this news broke, though, longtime supporter of Mayor Adams, Brooklyn Democratic Party boss and assembly member Rodnish Bashot Hermelin jumped to the mayor's defense, saying, quote, I'm concerned about whether these investigations are just targeting him because he's a black mayor. Well, thank goodness once again for the newspaper, The City, the online newspaper, The City, because they have chronicled that it has nothing to do with Mayor Eric Adams being black. Every mayor, with the exception of Rudy Giuliani, over the last 45 years has been investigated. Bill de Blasio was investigated by the Manhattan U.S. Attorney, the Manhattan DA, the state ethics watchdog for a host of shady fundraising activities and doing favors for donors and bundlers. In some ways, it's not dissimilar from what Eric Adams is being investigated for. A lot of people will remember the city for sale scandal of the Ed Koch years, which almost brought down his mayoralty. A lot of people might remember Mayor Dinkins and the scandal involving the Parking Violations Bureau and the DOT. And really, as I said, the only person to make it out without being seriously investigated for crimes was Rudy Giuliani. Even Mike Bloomberg. In his third term, you had an assistant commissioner in the Department of Housing, Preservation, and Development charged with pocketing $2.5 million in bribes to greenlight several projects that were part of the mayor's push for affordable housing. So this investigation has nothing to to do with the fact that Eric Adams is black and everything to do with the fact that he's the mayor. Beam me up! To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Obviously, Governor Kathy Hochul, like so many of us, has been disturbed by the uptick in anti-Semitic rhetoric. But she is announcing that the state of New York, the government, has started conducting special media surveillance efforts to monitor what she calls hate speech. Here's Governor Hochul making her announcement. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms and... We have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to find to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely, and that is no longer the case because people are living in fear. They have a right to do whatever they want here in the state of New York. The governor of New York has launched a new online surveillance program, including monitoring citizens' social media postings to counter their quote-unquote hatred by claiming there is now a crisis of anti-Semitism in the U.S. and New York. Irrespective of how you feel about the war in the Middle East, you need to be concerned about this because for the government to just give the state all these new surveillance powers for people that are not charged with a crime Crime, nor suspected of being charged with a crime is a tremendous violation of a whole bunch of different things that are supposed to be in the Bill of Rights. All of the governments and entities that have spent years trying to gain control of online speech and justify increased surveillance against citizens by citing right-wing hate speech, they're now exploiting what they claim are hateful criticisms of Israel and the Jews to do the same. This is not good. No matter your position on Israel and the Middle East, Giving the government the ability to ramp up their surveillance of people that are not suspected of being involved with a crime is dangerous. It sets a dangerous precedent and it makes it much easier for the government to do this when there's a crisis or what they perceive to be a crisis the next time around on a different issue. Be warned. This is bad news. Shame on Governor Hochul for violating a whole bunch of different constitutional liberties. Beam me up. To be continued.